Hi, and welcome to episode 6 of my podcast, Steps to the Spirit. This week we're actually going to start to take a look at these steps, and I'm going to try to explain to you how they've helped me in my life. At first blush, what I really wanted to do was to talk to you about the spiritual steps, not so much the practical steps. And the more I've thought about it, the more I've thought that it really would be kind of hard to talk about one without the other. So I need to talk about, I think, both aspects of each step, the practical and the spiritual. Mainly because most of us at, are at very different times and spots in our lives. Some of you, as I have, have been familiar with these steps for many years. Many of you have probably discovered that this is a spiritual program, and probably you're tuning in just to see what the heck I have to say about it. On the other hand, some of you might be considering yourselves plodding along and kind of doing these steps and doing this program, and you believe that there should be more to it, that you should get more from it. So I'm going to start talking a little bit about the practical way to approach step, step one. To start with, I think it's very unlikely that we approach these steps in exactly the order that they're presented. I think there are very few of us, certainly not myself, who was in the throes of their addiction and all of a sudden looked at this 12-step program and said, okay, I've got to start at step one. No, as I said before, I was forced to go to my first meeting. I was forced to participate in, at that time it was AA. And I went to meetings, helped with coffee, listened to speakers, but you know, at that time I had no clue that, and if you asked me, I, I never thought that my life was really unmanageable. I never thought of myself back then as powerless. As a matter of fact, I didn't think of myself as powerless and having an unmanageable life for many years to come. When I was first involved in the 12-step program, the benefits that I got from it were mostly from osmosis. I heard people speaking at meetings. I watched what they did. Uh, my life automatically, just because I wasn't drinking, got better. But I was really in no position to start changing my life or even looking at it. Uh, I thought all I had to do was stop drinking and everything would be fine. Many of you might think that all you had to do was to stop either drinking or, or doping or overeating, whatever the problem was in your life, you might think all you had to do is stop it and your life would get better. And by experience, you found, generally speaking, that when you did stop that behavior, your life did get better. However, in all my early experiences in 12-step programs, I found that I zipped ahead to doing 
for instance, a fourth step uh, to take an inventory and then the fifth step to talk to somebody about it. And it was possibly after one of those steps that I started to think, well, wait a minute now, maybe my life is not very manageable. Maybe I need to admit that I really can't handle whatever it is I was trying to handle. I remember at one point I went with somebody else on what they call a 12-step call. And that would mean somebody called that was asking for help that was in the throes of their addiction and needed somebody to talk to. And I remember after talking to that person and being home alone, I started to think about how my life compared to the person that we had just seen. It was actually very similar. But I hadn't been able to really take a hard look, and I hadn't been willing to take a hard look at me. So over time, in the practical application of the steps, I think I started to see these steps in the order in which they are presented. I've said before, and I say it still, that I believe these are God-given steps. This program is God-given. And I am sure that the steps are in the order that they are in for a reason. So when I've looked at the first step in the past, I had probably already been involved in a 12-step program. I had already been trying to do some things to change my life or my lifestyle. So here I am involved in the program and deciding I better take a look, a harder look at these 12 steps and see what they're talking about. So the first step says, I admitted I was powerless for me over alcohol. A lot of other 12-step programs have different uh, things in, in the place of alcohol. And in looking at the 12 steps and the first step in retrospect, I had to say, well, yeah, every time I drank, something would happen. Every time I drank, it would ruin my life. And the rest of that step is that our lives had become unmanageable. One of the things that brought that home for me was a story I heard an old-timer uh, say at a meeting. He said, you know, five years ago, if you said to yourself, hey, I am going to, in five years, I want to drink myself into a stupor, I'd like to lose my house, I'd like to lose my family, I'd like to lose my job, I'd like to be very sick, and if now, five years later, all of those things have come to pass, he said, hey, you have no problem. Your life is going just the way you planned it. However, if you hadn't planned for those things to happen, then possibly your life isn't being managed the way you would like to. Perhaps you need help. Well, that made sense to me then, and it makes sense to me now. So then, looking at the first step in a practical step way, I have to say, yeah, I am powerless over this particular thing. Every time I look at it, even, uh, it ruins my life. 
It ruins all of the plans that I've had up until that point. I have to admit that I, when that thing is involved, just don't seem to be able to manage on my own. Then, having that awareness, I naturally would need to look for some kind of help. If I can't do it on my own, then maybe there's some other way to manage my life. Again, in a practical way of doing the steps, I find that maybe to be attending meetings, uh, even speaking at meetings, making coffee, getting involved, uh, talking to other people in one of the 12-step programs, and just generally getting support and information from people and how they started to change their lives, how they started to manage, how they became less um, powerless and not that they could then drink or overeat or whatever, but just how they could recognize that and do something about it. Now I'd like to go from the practical first step to the spiritual first step. In my version of these steps, I call the first step the gift of enlightenment. And this is what my first step is. I admitted I was powerless over myself, that my life had become unmanageable. Hopefully you're going to find, as I have, that these steps really have nothing to do with alcohol, overeating, drugs, any kind of addiction. It's the addictive behavior that these steps treat and make well. And even the spiritual version of these steps, the first step wasn't necessarily the first step that I dealt with. I had been working on other things in the steps and in the program. And in retrospect, I realize that, yes, this really, really was the gift of enlightenment. Enlightenment because I was suddenly aware that my life needed a lot of help. I was aware that I seemed to be unable to manage my life in my own devices. But both ways of looking at this step, we may arrive at this step in a similar manner. We may arrive at this step saying, hey, my life is shot. I can't handle myself. I need help doing it. So both the practical and spiritual way of doing the steps really have to get me to that same awareness. And of course, in the spiritual first step, my help is going to be God. Again, to paraphrase the three pertinent ideas that I've mentioned before that were in Chapter 5 of the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, A, that we had problems and we could not handle them ourselves. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our problems, and see that God could and would if he were sought. And some 12-step programs have uh, shortened that to, I can't handle it, 
God can, I believe I'll let him. This step one has entirely to do with A in the, those three things. I can't handle it. And I'm finally admitting that I can't handle it myself. Again, I am positive that these steps were written in this order for a reason. So as soon as I say that I can't handle it, God doesn't let me hang out to dry. No. I say, aha, there's step two. What's that all about? God will help me to find some escape for this insane life that I have developed. So next time, we'll talk about step two and realizing that a power greater than myself could restore me to some kind of sanity. Thank you for listening and see you next time.